Okay. We are in the double joint Parsha of Achimos and Kedoshim on Tuesday. So this is chapter 17, verse 8. And now we're discussing a new issue. And to them you shall say, any man of the house of Israel and, and the convert which will dwell among you who will offer an Ola offering or sacrifice of a peace offering. Rashi explains the purpose of this verse to make someone liable who burns the limbs or organs of an offering outside the grounds of the temple equally liable like one who slaughters the offering outside the grounds of the temple. If one person slaughtered and the other person offered up the limb, both of them are liable. And he will not bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting to perform its service to God, that man should be cut off from his people. So we cut off, Rashi explains, means his children are going to die. Um, some say this means exclusively young children. Others say that this will also include adult children. And his days are cut off. He himself would die prematurely. Any man of the house of Israel and of the convert who dwells among them who will consume any blood, I shall dress my face upon the soul consuming the blood, or cut it off from his people. So any blood, the reason we state it this way is because since it says that the blood atones for the soul, I might think that you're only liable for eating, consuming, the blood of an animal that's dedicated as an offering, because their blood is what brings atonement, as the verse explained that this blood atones for the soul. But no, any blood, and that's what the verse says, any blood, that the blood of any animal is prohibited. The verse says, I'll direct my face. Rashi says, face, panai, is like panai, spelled with an olive added, which means my attention. I'm going to turn aside from all my concerns and deal with him. For the soul of the flesh is in the blood, and I have assigned for you upon the altar to write atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that atones for the soul. So this is what we were saying, that seemingly, that seemingly we would think that we're only talking about blood that atones because of this verse, which is clearly explaining that the blood something to atone. Now, but Rashi explains, which of course is continuing with his comments that he said on the previous verse, that any blood means the blood of any animal, not only animals that are offerings, so what do we mean here? So Rashi explains that the soul of the flesh of every creature depends on the blood. So that's why I decreed, I mean God decreed, that it should be placed on the altar to atone for man's soul. So the soul of the animal, meaning the blood, which is the soul of the animal, should atone for the soul of man. So therefore, even though this animal is not an offering, but since Blood always has this quality of being sold, therefore we never can consume it. If I have said to the children of Israel, any person from among you may not consume blood, and the convert who dwells among you may not consume blood. So Rashi says, any person means is stated in this fashion to warn the adults with respect to the children. In other words, the verse could have said, you should not eat blood. But to say any person among you is implying that we have to take care that any person among the people of Israel, even minors, shouldn't consume blood. Any man of the children of Israel, another convert who dwells among them, will trap a cat of an animal or bird that may be eaten. He shall pour it its blood and cover it with earth. 
So he shall trap, might make me think, here we're talking, of course, about a biblical command to cover the blood. This is what we do if you, Erev Yom Kippur, to attend the customary kaparos ritual where we take the chicken, we swing it over our head, and then it's slaughtered. And some say the whole reason for that custom is for us to fulfill the commandment of covering its blood. Because after an animal is slaughtered, as the verse tells us here, we cover its blood. It is a commandment, we make a blessing on it. So based on the wording of the verse, talking about trapping an animal, I might think that only if you trap an animal do you have an obligation to cover the blood. But what about a domestic animal? So, so to speak, it's already trapped. I'm not trapping it. A chicken. I'm not trapping the chicken. So the verse says a cat who will trap a catch of an animal. So the catch means in any situation. But then we go back to the original point. If we're talking about any situation, we're always saying if you trap it. We're not trapping it. Even if I take my chicken from my backyard and kill it. It's not being trapped. So why does the verse say that? So Rosh says it teaches a totally different aspect. That trapping is something not to get meat regularly through trapping. So we should view meat as something that has to be trapped, something not readily attainable, and shouldn't eat meat too often, only with preparation. Now, the next Rosh comments is, it says, specifically in the wording, that may be eaten. He's going to trap a catch of a beast or a bird that may be eaten. May be eaten is excluding something. So Rajni says it's excluding non-kosher animals. So the life of any flesh is its blood, represents its life. But I say to the children of Israel, you should not consume the blood of any flesh. So the life of any flesh is its blood. Whoever consumes it will be cut off. So on the word, its blood represents its life, Raji says, its blood is serving it in the role of its life because the life depends on it. And then on the words for the life of any flesh is its blood, Raji says, life is the blood. And Raji brings out the point, which is relevant in, in the Hebrew now in the translation, that blood and flesh, dumb and buster, are masculine and life is a feminine word. So why is Rashi explaining that? Because again, in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, it's called Damo He. The, flesh of, the life of any flesh is its blood. Its He is a feminine. So Rashi is explaining that the feminine pronoun in the verse is referring to the feminine noun Nefesh. Was really confusing because previously we used also these same words and we had the pronoun who, which is masculine. So there it was referring to the masculine noun dumb, blood. So the previous phrase, dumb of an show who, the who, the it refers to the dumb, the blood, which is masculine. Here, he nefesh kobasar, dumb who, he, he isn't a reference to the blood, that's masculine. He is a reference to the nefesh, which is feminine. Okay, now this is a new issue. Any person will eat that which died or was mauled, the, the native, the citizen, or the convert, shall rest his garments and immerse himself in the water, he shall be impure until evening, and then become pure. 
So we're here talking about the unslaughtered car- carcass of a kosher bird, which doesn't transmit impurity except when it's swallowed. So the verse is teaching you that it's impurities through being eaten, not through being touched. And we're saying that the animal here is mauled. The reason we have that here is to express this concept, that we could think that the unslaughtered carcass of a bird of a non-kosher species should transmit impurities through being swallowed. So the verse is teaching us otherwise and says mauled because this idea of a trefa, a mauling only is something that is in a species of an animal that could be mauled which means not a non-kosher bird, because in a non-kosher bird, there's no concept of being mauled. In other words, a mauled animal is an animal that has a, a mortal defect, has a defect that's going to cause it to die and within the year. And therefore, it can become kosher even if you slaughtered it and salted it. So, what we're trying to bring out here is this idea of the non-kosher species, which we're saying here is a totally separate issue. It would never have this concept of a trefa because we can never eat a non-kosher species. A trefa would mean an animal that technically should be kosher, but because we see a defect in it, after it's slaughtered, we say, no, this animal is now a trefa. We think of the word trace to mean non-kosher, but trefer really means an animal that has a defect that would cause it to die. I mean, the most common one we can think of in, a, in, in an animal is uh, something on the lungs. There's a hole in the lungs. If there's certain incisions in the lungs that we would say, oh, because of this, the animal's going to die. Because it's going to die, even though it didn't die, we slaughtered it. Is considered a trefa and it's completely forbidden to be eaten. But if he does not immerse his garments and does not immerse his flesh, he's going to bear his sin. Meaning, if he's going to eat from something holy, from the offerings, or he's going to enter the temple area without having cleansed himself and purified himself and waited the time he needed because he had to immerse his garments, he had to immerse himself, he had to wait until evening. So he does this before he will suffer courage for this impurity. If he doesn't immerse himself, if he doesn't go to mikra, he doesn't immerse his own body, that will be courage. If he didn't immerse his garments, for that, he would have malchus. He would receive lashes.